Hello and welcome back to Bourbon and Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon and Stuff and this is my husband E. Hello. And this is day nine of Bourbon Heritage Month and day nine of the 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge. And we are going to go forward with Iron Root Republic's uh, Harbinger. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you're Harbinger. saying that right. Harbinger. Okay. And do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, this is a Texas whiskey. It mm -hmm. is a Texas bourbon that is barrel proof at 115 proof or 57.5% ABV. Um, this is the 2019 B as in Bravo release, and this has an age statement of 27 months old, so just over two years. Um, one thing we found a little strange about this is that we are having great difficulty finding any information about its mash bill. And the only things we can find about its mash bill is that it is roughly 90... 95%? 5% corn. Which by those standards, by the TTB's standards, this could not be called a bourbon. It would be called a corn whiskey, which is 80% or more corn mash bill. Yeah, and everything that we are seeing is that this uses four different types of corn and just a tiny touch of rye and the corn is is over 85 to 90% in most cases. And that is a little strange. We have reached out to Iron Root Republic to get a clarification of what the mash bill is, but we are currently pending that response. Okay. And um, do we want to say how much we spent now, or do we want to leave that for the end? No, let's say it now. Okay. How much did we spend on this? We spent forty nine ninety nine on this product for a full seven fifty mil, and okay. um, we will be back in just a moment to let you know how we feel about it. Okay, what do you feel about the notes of this? So, out the gate for the initial pour. Um, it had a very strong hit of ethanol, mm -hmm. but as we've let this sit, it has kind of aired out. And the main thing I'm getting is like a very sweet brown sugar note. Mm -hmm. There is this like kind of sweet syrupiness and brown sugar nature to it. It's, it's very, very sweet. It is a very sweet nose. There is a strong hit of corn. You, which... you can definitely tell that there's a four different varieties of corn in this. Yes, which which more so puts me back into the... Um, what all is in this? Is this really bourbon? Or is this a illegal label? Well, unauthorized... Well, improperly labeled product. <laughs> yes, improperly labeled. This is something that the TTB would frown upon. Yes. Um, there is this weird kind of... Um, tannic syrupiness to it, this woodsy syrupiness. I'm not yeah. sure, really sure how to explain it, but it's not... Like, like someone tapped an oak tree and it's the the liquid that came from it, like yeah. you would with a maple syrup, but with oak. Yeah, it's very strange. But it's not sappy, it's not earthy, there's nothing green about it. No, no, it's a deep, rich, developed smell. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the flavor. Yes. Ooh. It's a little hot. You can tell that it is uh, 115. <laughs> it it's not friendly on the uh, oh excuse me. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I took too big of a sip. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it to you. <laughs> it's not it's not overly friendly on the palate. 
Um, it will bite you. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely spiky. Yeah, there's almost a smoky, savory quality to it. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because it's savory without being salty, and it's smoky without being peated. Yeah, but it's not like ashy, yeah. but it's, it's almost the char influences showing up. Yes, it's like kind of when you smell burnt wood and you're tasting it, and it's not bad. That's actually quite pleasant once you get past the, like, you know, wanting to burn your face off. Think charred on the nose. Yeah, I can give it to you. It, it's definitely got a little bit of the char on the nose. Now that we've sipped it and like go back to smell it, it's yeah. definitely there. Um, I'm also getting a good amount of of leathery and and that brown sugar is back. So you know, like a candied boot. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I'm getting this kind of like almost dry oatmeal or graininess hit to it. Almost like you you opened a bag of freshly milled grain and you're getting yeah. that grain dust. Yeah, like like the the barley being milled. Yeah. Like so that's definitely what I'm tasting is that kind of that mill dusty, grainy, barley, multi strange. I'm not even sure how to explain it. And as I'm just letting it linger on my on, on my palate as the finish, I'm picking up a good amount of of oak, and it's not a bad thing in this in this uh, expression. No, but it is definitely spicy. It's like, are you talking like mixed spices, or are we talking uh, hot? I'm talking hot. It is hot and spicy. It makes my tongue a little numb. It like attacks my cheeks it's it's hot and spicy you can definitely tell that it is a barrel proof <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely that it's definitely uh it's definitely up there um i guess this could be something that it I... for a 27 month old product how does it fare for a 27 month old product it has developed a lot of fantastic flavors and that is uh, part of the Texas uh, climate. Texas and Florida, we are really lucky with our climates when it comes to bourbon making and those iconic Texas flavors that we've had in other well-aged products are definitely coming out here. Yeah, I will say that that the, the southern states and their ability to age the way that they do definitely adds a very unique flavor profile. Mm-hmm. For things that are two to four years old, that it's a very unique barrel influence and bringing out a lot of those brown sugar notes and the leather and the tobacco, they they come out really well. Yeah. Um. So I guess we are on to the part where we ask ourselves, is this something that we would drink and not replace? Is this something that we would buy again? Or is it something that we kind of want to buy multiples of and keep on the shelf? Personally, I think that depending upon how long it takes to finish this, I might replace it, but I would not want to have multiples of this on the shelf. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want multiples of it on the shelf. I would maybe go more for their, um, their other... Try out, try out their other expressions. Yeah, I would just like to explore. To, yeah, I would definitely like to try the straight corn whiskey to see if there is any difference between this and and that because 
it's uh it's definitely strange it's not a bad product at all but i'm not sure that it's something that i personally it's would. not it's not your preference no, and flavor no. profile it's, it's definitely not my preference it's a bit too bitey for me it's a bit too warm for me and that says a lot because i drink things that are over 130 that i'm absolutely fine with but this one is just a little a little harsh for my palate and that's fair um yeah, it is definitely one that'll fight you a bit. Mm -hmm. um, this is not by any means an entry-level bourbon. No, absolutely not. Um, if you're wanting something unique that stands out, that has that classic Texas bourbon flavor profile, give it a chance. It's, it's worth it. But no, it's not going to be right down the middle classic bourbon notes across the board with you know, nothing too fancy to be. This is very unique. It's it's something special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you feel about the price of it? I think that for what it is, being a small craft distillery who's pretty much just starting off, $50 for a barrel-proof expression that they have, I think that's fair. I think that's a, a reasonable price for it. Considering I've seen some craft distilleries who are, you know, trying to push off 80 proof bare minimum products mm -hmm. at the 40 to 45 dollar range because they're craft. Mm -hmm. This, I think, more than stands up to what its price is. Okay, yeah. I can respect that. Um, there are obviously some cheaper <clears throat> things that are better, but yeah, um, that's always going to be the case. And we've seemed to have left this out in a couple of our recordings, so I will ask... Do you know of anything that could be a good substitute for this? There's possibly some Balconis releases that would be close to, but a little bit better, actually, mm -hmm. um, that I think would be a, a better option. But even with Balconis being a, a bigger Texas distillery... I don't know how well their distribution is. Yeah. I know that here in Florida, it's a little bit difficult to get a hold of some things from them as well. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess on that note, I will go ahead and finish us up. So as always, please do check me out on Instagram at username bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. And as I said last time, so help me God, I will be taking those underscores out of my name soon. So watch for that. And as always... If you choose to support our channel for the month of September, we will be donating every bit of support that we get to charity as part of the 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge. And this is on to you, E. Yes, and remember, bourbon is meant to be shared. <laughs>